Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. In, in my entire adult life, I've never used the expression game face. So I have no idea what it means or what you're supposed to mm-hmm. But again, before you interrupted me, what I, uh, what, and you have a real faculty for doing that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. No, I don't think it's anything to really be too proud of myself. Uh, I think I, I when I talked Bob, about Pat... Bob, you came here to do an interview. I'm asking you questions. When I talked... Well, then let me finish the answer. Okay. Is that okay, go Jeremy? Ahead. Is that fair enough? Please go right Have ahead. I interrupted your questions yet? Yes. No, I haven't. You've interrupted my answers with your questions, and then I've tried to get back. So Please let me continue. finish this. An icon. Yeah. Uh, an absolute icon. That is a Bob Knight, Jeremy Schapp interview that... Awkward, <laughs> but kind of funny. Uh, we are brought to you right now as we kick off hour number two by our friends at Pratt Dental. Dr. Pratt is the first dentist in Nebraska to provide the BioClear method. Uh, they are located in North Platte, Nebraska. Uh, the BioClear method, if you're not familiar, can correct many aesthetic dilemmas in a permanent and less invasive manner than traditional treatments such as crowns, Pratt Dental, Reach him, you can be reached, excuse me, Pratt Dental can be reached at 308-221-2800. Pratt Dental, creating healthy smiles. Had a little tongue twister there for no apparent reason. Uh, Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is our friend John Fanta. He covers college basketball on Fox as well as the field of 68. John, how are you this morning? I am doing great, guys. It's great to see you. This means that the season is about to begin. Uh, we are four days away, five nights away from the season opener over in Omaha uh, for the Creighton Blue Jays, mm-hmm. uh, and the Huskers opening up next week as well. But, gentlemen, we're, we're, we're just four for others five nights away from college basketball starting. So to answer your question, <laughs> I'm doing 
I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, how many hotels are you prepared to stay in this season? Because you're all, it seems like you're already in one right now. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. Um, I can't tell you. I, I don't know how much I annoy front desks, but I have a confession to make. I always ask for a blanket. Really? I always ask for a blanket, yes, because – in the six to nine hours that I'm in the hotel room during this time of year, I'm a bear in hibernation. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you bring your own blanket? Why do you trust the you hotel know, I blanket? I don't know about that. I, I I don't know. You know, you bring your own blanket. It's I, I just think that's too much going on. I'm not going camping. You, know? <laughs> you got to travel light, John. You got to travel light. You're not going camping, right. but you may that's be right. going you cave try. hunting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, how many hotels do I stand? Wow. I, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, to answer your question, Andrew, I, I really don't, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'll tell you in my visits to Nebraska, the hotel scene is good. All right. Um, it's, it's strong. I, I, you know, particularly the downtown Omaha scene is, is, uh, strong. That Marriott is not to do free promotions. It's, it's uh, <laughs> very good in there. There's another property in downtown that's newer that I that I stayed in a couple of years ago. It's really really nice. So I I like him. You know I the the nice thing about a lot of a lot of what I do. I mean you guys know I I, I cover a lot of the Big East. Mm -hmm. I say this to people all the time. What's great about that league? It's not a fly and drive league. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fly to a city and stay in the city. <laughs> league. You don't have to go outside of a town. So uh, I'm, I'm okay with the hotel seat. <laughs> I was going to say, John, Big East is one of the only college conferences in the country where you're not dealing – I mean, like, I know we've heard nightmare stories about trying to get to, like, State College, Pennsylvania, and places like that. I mean, the Big East, you're talking – Omaha might be the smallest city. I think – Omaha, I think, is the smallest city in the Big East, pretty close to it. Yeah, I, I would say it, it, it's – but you know what? Omaha is not it, – it, I don't look at it that way. Sure, yeah. At all. I mean, great restaurant scene, great like elite bar scene. Um, I, I think Omaha. I think the world of Omaha. I mean, I, I it's an awesome, awesome uh, area. And you know, I'd be lying to you guys if I said I haven't tried my my chances at the local slots. Uh, <laughs> Me too. And, and, and other gaming. So if you're a fan and you're ever you know, if you're ever hanging out and you see me at a casino, feel free. Let's play. Let's win together. Uh, say but, less. But here's, <laughs> what's that? I said say less. Yeah, I'm all in for that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Omaha, I, I, it's a great city. And uh, – Many a night at the Crescent Moon for me. Mm. <laughs> well, John, my wife works in the uh, restaurant industry in Omaha, so we might have to go uh, explore the restaurant scene together in Omaha next time you're in town. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about, Robbie. That, that's <laughs> going to happen. Mark it down. I'm all in to join you. Now, John, uh, you know, before we get into college basketball questions, and, of course, we want to get deep into the Big East, um, you know, uh, I want to start here because we, we let off the show with it. Uh, I feel like most uh, you know sports shows across the country, afternoon shows yesterday, all um, hit on Bob Knight, one of the greatest and most well-known college basketball coaches all time. On and off the court, though, John, how would you describe Bob Knight's legacy? Well, 
let's start with on the court and and who he was as a winner. And that's where you have to start because 902 victories, sixth all-time in college basketball history, three national championships at Indiana. Now, let's paint it for what it is. The reason why Indiana is ever brought up as one of the main brands in college basketball is Bob Knight. When you think of people synonymous with a program, Mm -hmm. Bob Knight is in a class of his own with where he stands in Indiana basketball history. And you know why I say that? Because his life was very controversial. His legacy is very controversial. Uh, The fact is, he let his anger get to him at times that ended up costing him from having an even larger legacy. It's amazing when you think about the fact that this is a man who was removed from his job at Indiana for doing some things with a, a, a player that, that you simply can't do as a coach. Uh, you, you, know, you can't touch your, can't physically contact your players. And, and a student uh, on the campus of, of the university. And that that was able to be mended, but the school was approving and okay with him coming back as much as he did after that fact, once the, the, the quote-unquote dust cleared. Mm-hmm. And, and that last night, when tributes are pouring in for him, you, you know, as journalists or as broadcasters, as reporters, we have to talk about the, the tough stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would think that my takeaway from last night is, at the end of the day, whether you loved Bob or whether you didn't like Bob, what you could say about Bob is that his basketball knowledge and will to win was a standard setter in a sport that is rich with them. Bob Knight is one of the absolute greatest winners. And at the same time, one of the most intimidating figures in sports history. For him particularly, it's in that intimidation that he willed his teams to win. Uh, we're talking with John Fanta, covers college basketball on Fox as well as the Field of 68. Really good stuff there about Bob Knight. Um, let's move on to the Big East here. That's kind of where we live, obviously. Um, you know, I've said many times that I think Creighton this year, because of fit with some of the guys that have left and that are re- they're being replaced with, could actually be a little bit better than last year's team. Now, what does that look like in March? I don't know. But I think in the regular season, they could be a better basketball team. Is that a hot take or is that a reasonable take? I think it's a reasonable take. I like this team's pieces Mm -hmm. even more than I like last year's pieces. Now, just because you have pieces that we like more doesn't mean that you're going to be sitting in a regional final. Things have to align sometimes. You know, you you, you became fortunate to face a 15 seed, mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong with that. You won those games. You, nobody's going to take that away from you at all. It was a, it's, it's the greatest season in program history, mm-hmm. right? 
going to that Elite Eight. The, the other time that Creighton was in it, there were only eight teams in the tournament. <laughs> as Greg McDermott brings up, and he's absolutely right. For me, though, guys, at times last year, like Creighton still lost 13 games. Mm-hmm. And they went through a, a very rough spell last year. And the reason for that was, one, Ryan Kalkbrenner mm-hmm. and the illness that he dealt with. But the other one is they weren't moving the ball mm-hmm. because guys were out to get theirs. And I'm going to peek behind the curtain here and, and give you guys something that I, 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 I think is revealing. But I'll be quite honest with you guys. A couple of players on, on that team – that then were aspiring to you know, go to the next level, mm-hmm. all right, or or to transfer, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we know who those kids are, and they leave a legacy at Creighton. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take away anything from from them, all right, but I will say to you guys on this show that that one of one of those guys during the season, and then following the season. I was getting text messages from people in his circle of them telling me all the things that he does in the game, all of his stats, and how he, and and how we the media should be co- should be projecting him on social media and in our coverage about his pro prospects. Hmm. Oh, I got to be honest with you guys. I don't get we don't get that with a lot of players. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong. It's not right. I'm not here to, to to criticize, but I did feel like that at times last year there were there were certain elements of that Creighton team where guys got to get theirs. Mm-hmm. Guys got to get theirs, and as a result, the system, the offensive philosophy that Greg McDermott has succeeded so much in, sometimes became I I I've got to stop here. I've got to get mine, and the ball stopped. And that wasn't Creighton basketball. So that team was great. That team ended up being great. Mm-hmm. But this team's not losing 13 games. Uh, they, they, they are not. They are not because Stephen Ashworth, a 23-year-old point guard from Utah State, comes in and understands mm-hmm. his role of setting up the players around him while also contributing a lot. But when you have Baylor Shireman and Trey Alexander, two of the best shot makers in college basketball, you got to get them the ball. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I could not agree more. John, you know, it's funny you tell that story about, you know, a player's um, people around them messaging you and stuff like that because I have a feeling it's the same player that uh, slid in my DMs last year as well. So I'm I'm right there with you and can corroborate the, the strangeness of some of the uh, things going on last year. Uh, but you mentioned Stephen Ashworth. I, I think one of the things, just from a pure basketball standpoint, that I like the most about the change from Ryan Nemhard to Stephen Ashworth, you mentioned getting Baylor Shireman and Trey Alexander the ball. Does Do you think, and you mentioned the ball stopping, do you think the fact that Ashworth is a much better pure shooter than Nemhard allows the ball to be in Shireman and Trey Alexander's hands a little bit more? Because Shireman was a true point guard at SDSU, and Trey Alexander probably needs to show some point guard skills for the next level. Um, how much do you think that makes them more difficult to defend? Because instead of having Ryan Nemhard having the ball 90% of the time, you've got three different guys that you have to worry about in that sense. That's exactly it. And and Ashworth does shoot the basketball at a high level. 
And as a result, you're, you're exactly right. You've got to account. It's really hard for an opposing defense because you're going to have to play pick your poison a little bit. You're talking about three guys that are going to shoot 40% or better from three. Mm-hmm. So you've got to hope one of them's having an off night and almost pick that person. As much as an, a team on offense picks a hot hand, you have to identify who you're willing to, to bet on that could have a cold hand on a given night. But but to me, Greg McDermott made a, a really interesting point last week at Big East Media Day that Stephen Ashworth understands that when he gives up the ball, he might not get it back. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting quote from a, from a coach because – Everybody in 2023 wants the ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants the ball. And and Ashworth knows who's around him, and he doesn't take it personally. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. I mean, the fact that they could, if they want to get creative, that Trey Alexander, he can handle it. He's an NBA player. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an NBA player, and he's only gotten better. The way that the staff talks about his work rate and mm-hmm. the and his toughness and the way he's evolved, th- those are things that stand out. He's not the same guy as last year, which was already a really good player. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes them more dangerous is, is Nemhard, sometimes his shots would come and go. There's no denying what kind of a, a lead ball handler he was and, and the leadership that he provided. And he'll provide that for Mark Few and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. But... To me, Stephen Ashworth is a guy who who's he's just he's cut from the same cloth as Mitch Ballock. Yep. With his demeanor, with his uh, fit, sometimes there are transfers, and, and I'll say sometimes it's actually rare mm-hmm. that you say about a transfer that's twenty three. Oh my gosh, has he been with this program for five years? <laughs> Yeah. But Ashworth is like that for this team. He feels and like a Creighton guy. He feels like a Creighton guy, and 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 Nemhard did too. Yeah. But but to me, I, I I think that these pieces are going to fit into place better. And, and the thing is, guys, at the end of the day, when you have a, a rim protector and a negator from fifteen feet and in, that wins a lot of games mm-hmm. for you. Ryan, Ryan Kalkbrenner. Doesn't even get discussed enough nationally, and he's getting discussed mm-hmm. more. But mm-hmm. but that guy is as good as any big in America. A difference maker, hundred percent. You made me laugh yesterday too, John, because um, yeah, I can't remember which show it was, but To claimed the ACC was the second best conference in college basketball, and it seemed like that hit you personally. Well, he was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a- it's a violation. You know, I just, uh, my God, I'd like to think that was a preview of Thanksgiving tables in America every week, but I couldn't take it. I, I, I could not take it. I wasn't good. Here's the deal. If you're saying that the, you think the ACC is going to be better than people expect, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. I think North Carolina will have a redemption season with Armando Baycott back. I think Virginia's getting undervalued heading into this season. I, I actually think uh, Virginia Tech is a team that's going to surprise. I think Syracuse will be better with Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling, who transferred in. So I, I'm, like, I, don't, I don't mind the idea that the ACC could be better than people think because we put them down so bad mm-hmm. um, as, a, as, a, as the outsiders, as the people who cover the sport in recent years, because they deserved it. Yeah. 
But but if you're if part of your argument is yeah the Big East is overrated, <laughs> what on earth are you discussing? <laughs> I mean, that, that is that to me is absurdity. I, like I, I'm going to tell it like it is. If a league's not very good, I'll tell you the Big East is is poised for an okay year. You guys have had me on. We we we're going to tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of DePaul, who who still is at the bottom and 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 is firmly at the bottom, I don't think there's any. There's no bad team in this league. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're saying bad. When I say bad, I'm saying like sub 120. Yeah. I think every other team in this league is is capable of a of a really good night to great night. And St. John's for the longest time has been the wild card. Oh, uh, I I don't mean to be uh, – uh, I, I would be very, very candid here. I made this reference, okay? <laughs> In the last 10 years before this, St. John's basketball has been like having an alcoholic drive you home. <laughs> Why on earth? You don't know where the you, – you, first off, you should never have that happen. And secondly, you don't know where the car's going. Yeah. Okay? You don't know where – we have no – we've had no idea – it's a risky, risky. It's been a, it's been a program. You can't, you cannot bet on anything they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what they're going to do. Well, they finally switched out and said, "We got to get this right, guys." He, they lost a, a, an exhibition game this past weekend. They were missing over half their team. Mm-hmm. Rick Patino is going to win at St. John's. He makes them more competent than they've been in the last 10 years. Creighton now has to, when they go out to St. John's, it's no longer, yeah, Creighton, they'll probably win that game. It's more, God, that's going to be a challenging game. Mm -hmm. You haven't been saying that before with St. John's. And he overhauled the roster. Jordan Dingle, Joel Soriano are going to shine. Marquette's one of the best teams in the country. Creighton's one of the best teams in the country. UConn's still one of the best teams in the country. And they're the reigning national champions, and I, I don't feel like, you know, we're talking about Marquette and Creighton first in the Big East, and rightly so, but they're the reigning national champions. Villanova crushed it in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. That, that, team's, that team, to me, if they fail, there's ser- got to be serious questions asked of the head coach. Mm-hmm. Providence has Bryce Hopkins and Devin Carter. Those are two all-league players. The question is, can Kim English weave it together? And I don't think Seton Hall's as bad as people are saying because Kadari Richmond's still there. Dre Davis is still there. Alamir Dawes is still there. And they brought in Dylan Aday Wusu from St. John's. Mm-hmm. You go, Xavier has Sean Miller, and we haven't even said their name yet. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> you're, telling, you're telling me the Big East is is uh is gonna be weak or is, is gonna be is gonna be weaker than the ACC? <laughs> Come on. What what was, what was uh, Child, please. Child, please. What was T.O. drinking the other morning? He lives down in South Carolina. I know he's got some moonshine down there, but don't start it. Don't start at 9 a.m. John, I did want to. I did want to talk to you about uh, UConn real quick. Um, I mean, we could probably go like another hour with you, but we won't do that. Um, I wish. I know. Uh, I want to talk about UConn because, as you mentioned, they are a little bit of an afterthought after Marquette and Creighton this year, but they are the defending national champion. They have pieces that a lot of people like, but they do lose key pieces from last year's national championship team. What are your expectations for them in being able to replace like a Sonogo and a Hawkins? I know people like Jordan Klingon, but um, obviously there's just you're asking a lot more of him this year than was asked of him before. 
Well, I, I think that Donovan Klingon's poised to be that guy for mm-hmm. his team. Obviously, he's been dealing with a foot injury the last four weeks. I think he'll be back at some point, whether it's game one or game three. I don't think he'll miss any major time. Mm-hmm. But for me, what UConn's success comes down to is can Tristan Newton continue to be the stabilizer he is at point guard? Will Stefan Castle live up to the hype? Five-star recruit. Oh, he's a he's a high, high-level recruit who who can make a bunch of things happen for his team. Physical guard. He's physically ready for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Shot-making guard. I love the kid. Cam Spencer comes in from Rutgers. High-level sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Hit a lot of big shots in the Big Ten. Nebraska fans know that. Uh, to me, um, you know, he this is a guy that that really fits the UConn system like a glove. He's an ultra competitor. Alex Caravan is very steady. I think for UConn, it's developing a seven to eight man rotation. Last year's team was so successful because they had unbelievable depth, mm-hmm. unbelievable depth. They could go from Sonogo to Klingon. They could go from Hawkins to Nahim Aline. This year's team, I, I'm a little bit questioning of their depth because they're going to rely on freshmen to provide it, and that's mm-hmm. hard. That's harder. But if Klingon takes off to the level that he does, and Castle is, in fact, top 10 pick worthy good, which a lot of people in circles believe he will be, and I, I've watched him practice. I was very impressed. That's the path. That's the path. Because you're going to have steady presences between Spencer Caravan and Newton, who's a veteran. And there's something about it, guys. When you win at the level that you – like, you see this with when we talk about Creighton. When you win now at the level that UConn's won at, where they won a national title, confidence can result in winning. Mm-hmm. It's just there's something infectious about it. There's an expectation now in that building from the guys who were on the title team last year of what it takes to win. You can't, you can't quantify that in any stat. And they run really good stuff offensively. They're extremely well coached. They defended their tails off in the tournament. That's my question. Can they defend mm. with a lot of new? Andre Jackson did so Andre Jackson was indispensable mm-hmm. on both ends, but defensively he really was. That loss is is a big that's a big hole. John Fanta, he covers college basketball on Fox as well as I wish we could just keep you, John. the field of sixty eight. <laughs> John, I'm sure we will talk to you again very soon. We much appreciate your time. I'll tell you what, if I'm if I'm in Omaha in person this year and, and you guys are open to it, I would do a show with you. Absolutely. Let's do it. I get no full, doubt. full yes. Absolutely. Rubber stamping that thing. Let's do it. I'm I'm in. And I can I make a bold prediction before I leave? Let's yes, do it. Always. I said this last night on the field of sixty eight. For the first time in a decade. Nebraska ball will dance this year. Oh, mark that down. John Fanta with the hot take on the way out. John, we appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, JF. See ya.